Welcome to the European Hoops podcast. As most of you know, my name is Andre, and as always, I'm hosting this podcast with our basketball expert, Leo Volent. We cover the EuroLeague and the main FIBA events during the summer. On this episode, we continue our World Cup coverage with our preview of the Group F. Warm welcome to all of you that join us for the first time, and a huge thank you to all of our loyal followers. Ready to break down Slovenia, Georgia, Cape Verde, and as well with Yoke. Yes, sir. Well, let's get into it. Our World Cup coverage will continue to be published Monday, Wednesday and Friday until the start of the competition. Once we are done with previewing all the groups, we will have a special episode right before the start of the World Cup where we bring you our final predictions, ranking all the 32 teams, telling you who we find likely to win gold, silver and bronze and who the top players in this World Cup will be. Let's delve into this uh, Group F where we find Slovenia, Cape Verde, Georgia and Venezuela. This group will be played in Japan with games on the 26th, 28th and 30th of August. The first team we will be breaking down for this group is Georgia that are on their first World Cup appearance. Georgia are one of the four newcomers playing for the first time on the, the competition with the, this group having two of those four. The other one being Cape Verde, the smallest nation ever qualifying for a World Cup. Georgia has been improving their stock as a top European basketball nation and uh, reached the top 16 a couple of times in the last five uh, Eurobasket editions. To the veteran core of players of Tokon Cengelia, Shermanidi and McFadden, they add the youth of two rising European basketball stars in Goga Bedadze and uh, Sandro Mamoukalashvili, forming an enticing group of players led by the head coach Craig Patterson. Georgia opener is played against Cape Verde, followed by Slovenia, ending the first phase with a match against Venezuela. Today, we will be highlighting two players we believe that are particularly important for this team's success. Toko Shingeli, the 6'9 forward that plays for Virtus Bologna in the EuroLeague, and Mamu, Sandro Mamu Kilishvili, the San Antonio Spurs 6'10 big man. Diogo, the floor is yours. Why are these two players the keys for success of this Georgia national team? Well, Georgia is a, a pretty big team. Uh, I think they are, their three best players uh, come from on the front court, and it's Tokon Shengeli, of course, uh, Mamu Kelashvili, and um, and Goga Bitadze. Uh, but I think these two guys uh, have had more relevancy in the national team. Obviously, Tokon Shengeli being a, a all-around player who can play multiple positions, he can facilitate for others, has high IQ, and he's a very good overall player and a great defender as well. And Mamu Kalash, Philly, um, he has shown the ability to to shoot and to even play pick and roll in this national in this Georgia national team. Uh, like in Eurobasket last year, he was probably their best player uh, over the course of the tournament. So I think these two guys are going to be very important for Georgia to to try to qualify. While Toko and Mamu are the two ceiling risers for this national team, contributions on the backcourt are much needed. And that's where McFadden comes in and plays a crucial role for this team with the, the player being the second in points scored per game at 18.8 and first in assists per game at 4.3 during the qualifiers for this World Cup. As a whole, I ranked Georgia on the 14 to 17 range, 
within my power rankings as I expect them to move into the next stage of the competition, projecting them to win in second place in this group. What would put them on the path of likely teams like Germany and Australia against whom I don't favor them? This will mean a likely top 16 finish for this uh, Georgian team. How far do you expect them to go? Yeah, I have them in my power rankings about middle middle of the pack. Uh, I think they will make the top 16 because I think they they advance in this group in second place. Uh, I don't think it's going to be easy to to move on to the quarterfinals. I think it's possible, but very unlikely. So they would need to have like a, a perfect game against uh, either Australia or Germany. Or it's going to be tough, but uh, but I do think they're going to finish uh, in the top 16 and trying to get the best uh, um, the best seed possible. The beautiful thing about this Georgian team that uh, makes them one of the teams that I enjoy to watch playing is that they, they play extremely hard. They are extremely physical. They do have a lot of uh, bigs that uh, are their key players to, to win games, but uh, they are not afraid of anyone, so they don't back down in front of anyone. So they have the talent and uh, the fighting spirit to be able to put up a fight against uh, anybody. And if you have doubts of that, go and watch their games on the Eurobasket where some of them were particularly impressive and very thrilling games until the, the last moment. I expect them to try to do the same here on the World Cup and uh, expecting them to advance into the, the top 16. From Georgia, we move on to the other newcomer of this group, Cape Verde, a country of under 600,000 people that was able to perform the unexpected and qualify to the World Cup, leaving behind teams like Nigeria. Walter Tavares is the floor raiser and the leader of this team. The 7-3 center that plays for Real Madrid in the EuroLeague makes his impact on the defensive end of the floor. But can someone step up and provide the offensive help and creation that uh, this team needs to aspire to, to fight for wins during this World Cup? I think that is a possible outcome, but uh, I wouldn't say that it's a likely one. But first things first here, and uh, why is Walter Tavares the most important player of this roster? Well, uh, just his size, like uh, with FIBA rules, it, it's so important to have a guy that big protecting the rim and protecting the paint. And he that's part of the reason why he was the, the MVP of the Final Four in EuroLeague and they won the championship. But uh, I think he's going to be able to, to protect the rim and, and to be a, a presence inside for, for this Cup Verde team. Um, I, they don't have a lot more uh, other than him, like in terms of high-level high talent. But uh, I think he's going to have a pretty big impact for this team uh, just to, due to his size and his ability to protect the rim. During the qualifiers, Tavares led all players on this team in efficiency and rebounds, ranking second in points and assists, showing how crucial his role is for, for this Cape Verdean team. The team led by the head coach, Emmanuel Trovada, have in João Betting Gomes and Ivan Almeida players that shown the to be capable to provide the offensive input that this team needs, but but will that be enough to conquer a win? Can this team aspire to do more than that? I don't favor them to do that, as I rank them in fourth within this uh, Group F. I feel that uh, the limitations that they have in terms of creators of uh, this roster are too big. And while at spaces they have the ability to go on hot runs, they lack the consistency and depth to be able to do it at this level against better teams. Can they beat Venezuela? We will be getting to that shortly, but uh, I would say that uh, they have a chance to do that. I think they will struggle to beat a team like Georgia that uh, has enough weapons to dominate their matchup. Having several players able to match up against Walter Tavares with uh, Georgia having several players 
able to match up against Walter Tavares with Germanidi and Gogobadatsu being crucial on that uh, on that specific matchup. This Cup Virgin roster needs to thrive in transition in order to to compete and to to get easy baskets and that can be something hard to do when the, your best players is a 7-3 center and your team is up there in terms of age regardless they are one of the good stories of this world cup and their qualification is one of the good stories of this world cup and i expect them to play without much pressure and make the most of any chance that they get to compete for any win that might be available for them during the competition on my power rankings i rank them on on the 29 to 32 range with a bottom four finish being the scenario that I think it's the, the most likely for them. What about you? What do you expect from this Cape Verdean team during this World Cup? Yeah, I think they're going to finish fourth in this group, um, but I do think it's possible for them to beat Venezuela. Um, I'm not going to pick them for it, but I, I do think it's possible because because from from what I saw from Venezuela in the, some preparation games, they, they do like size and having a guy like Walter Tavares to be a difference maker in this game could uh, make this game change today favor. So we'll see what happens there. But uh, for now, I'm going to have them fourth in the group. And uh, I have them on the bottom tier uh, of my power rankings. So it's going to be really hard for them to, to compete in, during this tournament. But um, having a guy like Walter Tavares uh, makes it possible to, to compete against teams that lack some size. And outside of Walter Tavares, Cape Verde has a, a very big team. And uh, I just think that if they had more talent on the backcourt, uh, I think they would have a better chance at competing against Venezuela. But, uh, but we'll see what happens. Do you expect them to be able to explore Walter Tavares to the maximum offensively in a matchup against Venezuela where his size could be so important? Yeah, it's going to be tough because they, they don't really have many uh, shot creators like in terms of facil guys facilitating for others. But I think a guy like Ivan Almeida will be crucial for them uh, because he does have size and he has ability to, to drive and he can pass too. Um, I think uh, John Betting Gomes, uh, his ability to, to be a, a three-point shooter and to space the floor, I think that's going to open up the court a lot for some guys to drive and dish it out to Walter Tavares. So that could be a way for them to try to compete, but uh, they really need to get the big man involved if they want to have a chance against Venezuela. Let's see if he can, if they can achieve one win during this uh, World Cup. They certainly will be trying to do so. And from Africa, we go into America to break down Venezuela. That is uh, on their fifth World Cup appearance, having as their best result, uh, 11th place in the 1990 World Cup. On the 2019 World Cup, Venezuela was one of the good surprises of the competition, surprising China and advancing into the top 16, something that they certainly aspire to try to do again on this edition. They came into the competition with eight wins and four losses record in the qualifiers, leaving behind none other than the runner-up team of the 2019 World Cup, Argentina. They come into the competition with one of the oldest rosters, with one of the leaders of this experienced team being the player that we will be highlighting on this episode, Mikael Carrera. Diogo, why is he the, the key player of this team? Well, obviously, his experience, uh, he can score and he's a good rebounder for, for the position. Um, I was watching the their preparation game against France the other day and uh, he was banging with Rudy Gobert uh, a lot, like uh, guarding him and Venezuela is just not a, a big team, and I think Michael Carrera, as a, a small forward, is going to have to be one of the main rebounders for that team in order to help them get extra possessions and, and try to compete with bigger teams like Cape Verde, for example. So I think it's going to be very important for them, just his versatility and his ability to 
to play multiple roles for, for this Venezuela team. Alongside Carrera, we have players like Zamora, while the rising star is Garly Soho. The combination of experience and depth gives them the advantage over Cap Verde, from my point of view, and that is why I project them to finish this group in third place. While I think the superior talent of Georgia gives them the advantage on, for their matchup on the, the last day uh, of this uh, first phase or in the, in, the, in the game that could be decisive for the second place but that I give the considerable advantage to George and I expect them to take care of business it can easily turn into a hard-fought game with Venezuela having a puncher chance to come out of, of it with a win even if I do favor Georgia to do so with their size and superior talent across the board, giving them a, a considerable age to, to beat this Venezuelan team. And the team led by the head coach Nestor Garcia are on my 24 to 28 range within my power rankings, as I project them to finish third on this group, what uh, would place them in the second round with a third place between Germany, Australia and Finland, and uh, likely the host Japan. And while they certainly will fight to finish as high as possible, I see the top 24 as the ceiling for this team. Are you in agreement with me or do you see them as having a higher or a lower ceiling in this competition? Yeah, I think they're going to finish third in the group. Uh, I think they can beat Cape Verde, but uh, I don't see them being able to compete with Georgia or Slovenia. Um, they are close to, to the bottom tier in my power rankings, I, I think. Finishing third, I think they're going to be between 16 to 24, but uh, closer to the 24 range for me. So I think it's going to be tough. I think they can compete with the, the lower tier teams, but uh, other than that, I just don't see it. We have previewed Georgia, Venezuela, Cape Verde, and we haven't talked about the odds of these teams locking one of the Olympic playoff slots because in none of the cases I think these teams are in the mix to do that. But uh, the next team on the docket, Slovenia, certainly is in contention for that. It is time to preview the team led by the player that might be the favorite to, to be considered the, the best player in this World Cup, Luka Doncic. He leads a Slovenian team that are on their fourth World Cup appearance, with uh, their best result being a seventh place in 2014. On the previous zero basket, Slovenia was surprised in the quarterfinals by Poland. This time around, the side of the bracket that they are on isn't kind for them. Slovenia lost Vlako Cancar for injury already in the preparation and we expect to see players like Perpelic and Blazic and Zoran Dragic to give everything that they have alongside Luka to try to win this World Cup. An intriguing question of this roster is who is the big man that uh, they will take. Jordan Morgan has been playing on the preparation games, but Mike Toby arguably is a better fit alongside uh, Luka Doncic, and uh, it's still on their list of potential players to take into the World Cup. They can only take one of these two naturalized players. Would you take Toby or Morgan if you were in place of coach Alexander Sekulic? And why is Luka Doncic a player that raises any roster ceiling into a championship contender? Uh, I would take Toby because of his ability to, to stretch the floor. Uh, for a guy like Luka, it's very important to have shooters around him and I think Toby is the the better option there and there's proof of them playing together and and it actually working so I, I think he would be the better option um, as far as Luka Doncic I mean obviously he's probably like what a top three top five player in the world nowadays um, he's in, in my opinion by far the best player in this tournament and uh, I do ha uh, I do think 
he's going to be able to have an impact and like you said uh, carry whatever team he's on he, he he can carry them to a contender uh, as far as the gold medal so i think he's going to do that with slovenia for them to to try to reach a, a medal and especially the gold medal that's obviously we know luka he always wants to win and he's always competitive for that So they're going to try to, to get the gold medal for sure and he's going to elevate them to a contender. The truth is that with Luka Doncic on the roster, you have a fighting chance and I certainly am not counting out Slovenia out of the, the fight for gold, ranking them on my top six and projecting them to win this group as I believe that they will have by far the best player on the court in any match during this first phase. But as I mentioned previously, the bracket isn't kind for Slovenia and uh, the reward for moving into the second phase is to face likely Germany and Australia will be an incredible battle where only two out of those three teams will be able to move forward into the quarterfinals as it stands. I'm not favoring Slovenia to beat Germany and Australia, projecting them to have a top 12 finish, despite ranking them on my top six of uh, my power rankings because they, they clearly have gold upside with Luka Doncic. What would be very likely to happen if they have a top 12 finish that they wouldn't lock one of the two Olympic slots for an European team on this World Cup. But I know better than counting out Luka Doncic and this team has what it takes to give themselves a fighting chance against any of the 31 teams in this competition, making them a contender. Duke, how much will I regret my current projection? Well, I think it's a big mistake to, to count Luka out. So I didn't. Uh, Yeah, I know, but uh, you were <laughs> close to it. <laughs> no, I have I have Slovenia um, in my top five uh, in my power rankings uh, just because of them having the best player in the tournament. And uh, I do think, uh, unlike you, uh, I think they, they are able to beat Australia in, in case they advance. Um, Germany, I'm not so sure, but I think between those three teams, it will, it will all be very close. But I think Slovenia finds a way to, to be a top two team between those three. So I think they're going to be able to advance to the quarterfinals. It, I we disagree there, but uh, I know you you still give them a chance. I know you're not calling them out, but uh, I do think they they would finish as a top two team in those three. Yeah, I have them on my my top six because besides having to fight with um, their path to the medal games, it's very hard. Besides having to fight with potentially Australia and um, Germany in the in the the second phase, they would be facing one of France or Canada in the quarterfinals and it's just a very, very hard side of the bracket. Basically they are certainly in contention for gold and uh, Slovenia can win gold on this uh, World Cup. I wouldn't be surprised with that. At the moment I don't favor them to do so because they will have to win a lot of matchups where at the moment I'm not favoring them. I think Luka Doncic is that good that he gives you a fighting chance on on any matchup i don't think the roster around him is uh, good enough and uh, for me to favor them against uh, germany against uh, france probably against canada against united states and uh, that makes their path uh, hard to to get to the to the medal games but that's certainly their ceiling and that's why despite me projecting them at the moment to have a top 12 finish i do rank them on my my top six as one of the the teams that uh, will be competing for medals on this uh, world cup to And this episode, let's quickly take a look on the, how we expect things to, to unfold. I rank Cape Verde as fourth 
in this group, it comes down to the lack of ability to create an offense. And while they have one of the most impactful defenders of the whole competition in Tavares, the lack of offensive consistency and depth makes me rank them uh, in the, the bottom of this group. Yeah, I agree with you. Uh, I'm going to have Cape Verde fourth in this group. Um, and it's the exact same reason. The, the lack of ability to, to produce offensively and being too dependent on a, a guy like Walter Tavares, who is not an offensive player, of course. Uh, but just before we, we move on, I just want to give a shout out to my former teammate, Kevin Cornell, who's going to be playing for Cape Verde. Uh, I hope he has a, a very good tournament. And also, João Betin Gomes, we mentioned him before, one of my idols growing up. Uh, I hope those guys can have a, a great tournament and make Cape Verde as competitive as possible. It will be certainly enjoyable to, to watch them and hopefully they will be thriving during this World Cup. Venezuela is my third place projection in this group. Experience... Uh, continuity and the superior depth to Cape Verde is why I give them the advantage over the Afri African team during this competition and why I expect them to win in third place. Yeah, the, the same. I think they are more experienced. I think they have a, a better, that they have more options and a better depth. So in the end, uh, I think Cape Verde can compete with them, but uh, I just think Venezuela has too much for them and I think they're going to win. I project Georgia to finish in second in this group and the move into the top 16. The experienced core of Toko, Sherman, Idi, McFadden in conjunction with the rising stars Mamu and Goga gives this team enough for them to aspire to a top 16 finish in this competition. Yeah, absolutely. I think Georgia is... I think in this group, there's a clear uh, top two and a bottom two. And I think Georgia is by far the, the second best team in this group. But uh, I don't think they are able to, to compete with Slovenia, uh, even though the, the front court sh should be able to, to give Slovenia some problem. I mean, Luka is just too much. But uh, I have Georgia number two. Yeah, Slovenia are my favorites to win this group with good players like Prepelic and likely the best player in the tournament, Luka Doncic. This uh, team has legit medal aspirations. Even if their path ahead is hard as it could get, but uh, I have Luka Doncic and Slovenia as the favorites to win this group. Yeah, same here. Uh, I just think Luka being the best player on the floor at all times, it's going to give them a, a great edge. And I think Slovenia overall is the, is the best team and I think they're going to win. This takes us to the end of another episode of our World Cup series. Next episode comes out Monday with our preview of Group G. Tune in to find out what to expect from Iran, Brazil, Cote d'Ivoire and the, the defending champions Spain. To not miss out on any of our episodes, subscribe to the podcast and follow us on Twitter at Itus Euroleague. My name is André and I'll be seeing you guys soon. Bye guys. See you on next episode.